February is Heart Health Month. You may ask, what has fat loss got to do with heart health? Well, take a seat in class for today's interview to understand the correlation. And listen till the end to learn how you can get bonus points with our free download titled Women's Heart Health, Know the Risk. Welcome to the Fat Loss School Podcast. If you've been struggling with extra pounds, especially if you hit the fabulous 50 mark, then grab a seat because this podcast is your ultimate fat loss classroom. I'm Amy Bryan, a 30-year public school educator and now virtual nutrition and fitness educator. My mission is to show you that losing fat and gaining energy, plus maintaining it long-term, is truly possible even at our age. Think of these few minutes together as a study hall where I share the cheat sheets for fat loss. Grab your notebook because class is officially in session and it's time to rewrite your wellness story. Even with all our modern research, education, and innovations, heart disease remains the number one killer of women. Since February is Heart Health Month, today's lesson is on preventing heart disease. I have an expert guest today, Carmen Sita Slabinski, who is duly certified, licensed as both an internal medicine physician and a functional medicine physician. Dr. Slabinski and I have been friends for years now since com- connecting as Faster Way certified coaches. Welcome to Fat Loss School, Carmen Sita. Hi, Amy. It's so, I'm so glad to be here today with you. Well, please tell us, uh, my listeners, about yourself. Well, I'm a board certified internal medicine physician who went on to do functional medicine training because I wanted to learn more and to do more. I was getting tired of treating patients with a medication and then another medication and then having to increase medications without figuring out why is this happening to my patients. So with functional medicine, we get to figure out the root causes of the diseases that they have. And if we can figure that out, then we can stop or reverse the disease process. So I love that. I love that as well. You are talking uh, exactly like we want to talk. We want to not just Band-Aid the problem. We want to fix the problem before there's a need for a Band-Aid. So um, we're going to talk about the heart disease today. And so I have a pop quiz for you so you can um, give us some information. True or false, heart disease only happens in overweight women. That is absolutely false. Heart disease can affect any woman at any age of any size. It all depends on what that woman's lifestyle is, what their stressors are, what they're eating, and how they present their body to the world. Your environment is so important on how your body reacts to it that it doesn't matter if you're big or if you're overweight or if you're skinny, you can develop heart disease. Okay. So all of us that are on the leaner side can't rest on our laurels just because we are, you know, keeping our weight. It doesn't mean that we're not prone to get heart disease. So true or false, chest pain is a 
primary symptom of a heart attack? Yes, chest pain is the primary symptom for both men and women for a heart attack. But in women, it can present differently. And that's what's really important. Most women don't necessarily feel like their symptoms are something that they should seek care for. And that is not the case because women can have disease of the small vessels that surround the heart. And that type of heart disease can cause different symptoms. And those symptoms can make a woman feel nauseous or feel like they have to vomit. It can cause pain in their upper back or an achiness in their arms or some kind of weird feeling in their jaw. So yeah, women need to pay attention because you know your body more than anybody else. And the most startling symptom that a woman might not realize is a symptom of having a heart attack is a feeling of tiredness, extreme fatigue, or a feeling that you just don't feel right. And it goes on and on. That is something that you really need to look into because it might be the first sign of heart disease for you. Well, thank you for making us aware of that. Next question, true or false? Heart disease is unavoidable if it runs in the family. That one is false. So while genetics is really important, it is not the whole picture. It's only one of many, many factors. Like I said in the beginning, how you live your life is so important because that is what tells your genes to turn on or to turn off, to get the disease, to not get the disease. So things like blood sugar. Blood sugar is really, really important. Um, if you have high blood, blood sugar and you are a type 2 diabetic, you're more likely to get heart disease as a complication, even stroke. Same thing with high blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, you're more likely to have cardiovascular disease. A lot of women nowadays have high blood pressure. They say somewhere around 56% of the population has in women has um, high blood pressure. So that's something to be aware of. So it's really, really important that we look at the other risk factors. Stress being a huge, huge part in heart disease, along with sleep deprivation. We are trying to be super women and do all the things, the careers, the family, the church, everything, and keep our weight down. And it's a whole lot of stress on us for sure. Right. And, and people forget that stress can be physical, but it can be mental too. It could be you're at the grocery store and somebody bumps you. That's a little stressful. Or you're sitting in your car in a traffic jam and somebody's blowing their horn at you. That is also stressful. Or you have a presentation that you have to give at work. That's stressful. Or you're running behind getting your kids to school. That is stressful. So all these little micro stresses, while sometimes can be a good thing, if it's on a daily basis and constant, then yes, you're going to develop heart disease. Okay, I have one last question for you. True or false? The best fix for heart disease is medicine like blood pressure medicines or statins or medicines in general. That is false. So 
the recommendations actually for almost all chronic diseases, including heart disease, is lifestyle and what you eat. So the most important things that you can do for yourself are get quality sleep. And that doesn't mean go in your bed and you're asleep for seven to eight hours. That is not quality sleep. That is quantity sleep. Quality sleep is the kind of sleep where you get deep sleep. And it's during that phase of sleep, the deep sleep, where our body detoxes and resets itself. It's our healing, restorative sleep. That is most important. And the problem is when we get older, our time in deep sleep decreases. So my goal for deep sleep is to try and get at least an hour, hopefully. But um, as, just be aware that getting really good deep sleep diminishes as we age. The other thing that is really important is to move your body. And moving your body is 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise a week or a combination of both. And I think the faster way does a really good job of interspersing moderate exercise along with high intensity exercise. And the other thing that we all need as we get older is strength training. And they do a really good job of doing three days a week of that. So that's another big thing. Diet. So diet is a four letter word. So I kind of <laughs> don't like to use it that way. But what we eat is really, really important. And a lot of people eat the standard American diet, which is all we all know is the sad diet, full of processed foods, ingredients that we can't pronounce. That is not what's going to help us prevent heart disease. Whole foods and eating a good amount of protein balance with fat and some carbohydrates, that's going to be the best bet. Not all, everybody tries to ask me, what is the best diet for me? Well, there's no best diet for everybody. You know, it depends on your own body. Some people are better at being car a carnivore diet. Some people are better at paleo. Some people are better at Mediterranean. You know how you feel after you eat. So that is probably your best indicator of what you should be eating. The other thing is, um, is drinking a lot of fluid, water, 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 water is so important. We don't know how dehydrated we can get, but when you get a headache, sometimes that's a signal that your body needs water. So water makes up the majority of our body. So we need to keep drinking water. And I don't know if you're all in the faster way or not in the faster way, the app has this cute little water tracker. You can plug in how many ounces you have a day. So it's it's a really good way to keep track of, am I drinking enough? Am I drinking enough for myself? It's motivating. It. it is very motivating. Quit smoking. That is a big one. A huge, huge, huge. It's a big driver of um, all chronic diseases. Um, we see less and less of it, but still, if you can quit, quit you'll decrease your risk for heart disease and stroke um, in the in the long run. The other thing is um, we need to watch our alcohol intake. People may not like to hear me say that, 
but alcohol is its own type of food and it's broken down in the liver in a different way, but limit or avoid if you can. If you have any form of metabolic disease like prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, I really would recommend that you consider not drinking alcohol because that can really make the difference between accelerating your disease process and going on to having a heart attack, cancer, or other autoimmune diseases. So I'd be be aware of that. So those are the big ones, I think. And I probably want you to come back for a whole show on insulin resistance, but does that have an, an effect on heart disease for women as well? Oh, yes. Insulin resistance is a smoldering disease, and a lot of people don't know that they have it. There are rates that say one in two people have it. Prior to COVID, there were there only 22% of the population was metabolically healthy. That means they didn't have any insulin resistance. But now they're thinking only six to 8% of us are metabolically healthy. So that is not a good thing. So you have to think of insulin resistance as a continuum from from health, then you develop insulin resistance, then prediabetes, then diabetes. But then from there, like we said, diabetes can go to heart disease, cancer, other autoimmune diseases like lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, liver failure, cirrhosis, so many different things. And if we can find out, do we have that insulin resistance? And if we can stop that and reverse it, then we won't go on to those other disease states. It's totally reversible. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Insulin resistance is a lifestyle disease. Yes. And I do, you've said it already, but I do love that the faster way to fat loss, the healthy strategies that we do all help in prevention and reversing these lifestyle diseases. I'm so proud to be living it myself and doing what I can for my own health, but also teaching it to so many other women all over the U.S. and outside. Yes, it's very, very, very exciting. The other thing that I think that they do pretty well is mindset because stress is a huge, huge problem for all of us. And you can say that, no, I'm not stressed out, but your body knows different. So changing your mindset, being grateful, being with a community that supports you, that you can lean on with your friends and your family, such a huge, huge part of being healthy and well. Yes. So our listeners to the fat loss school, not only is our Faster Way to Fat Loss program good to lose fat, to help you lose fat, but also strategies support heart disease prevention, as well as other issues like mentioned type 2 diabetes. If you're a woman over 50 like us and interested in losing fat, improving your nutrition and fitness lifestyle, and preventing heart disease, we invite you to contact one of us for help. The links to connect with both me and Dr. Slabinski are in the show notes, and we have a prize for you. It's a free download. It is called Women's Heart Health Know the Risks, and Dr. Slabinski has put together things like knowing your numbers, knowing the risk, 
knowing the symptoms and how to reduce your risk of heart disease, all in a free download put together for you. And it will be in linked in the show notes. Thank you, Dr. Slabinski, for being here today and for that wonderful download that you have created for us all so that we can take something away and, and remember what we've learned here today. I love it being here. Can't wait to come back. That's great. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode. If you've learned something today or enjoyed the lesson, please subscribe for future episodes, share with a friend, and please rate and review it because that's the way others find this podcast. To connect with me, go to the show notes to see all the ways to connect and grab a freebie while you're there. Until next time, eat smart, move often, and stay well.